Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervok Samurai, Margot. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs. I'm Eli, and this is the first, only, and forever RPG podcast. Hi, I'm Abby. I play Flint, and I don't know what that was about. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax, and I'm very confused right now. I'm Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot, and I know exactly what's going on. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo! Hey folks, it's Eli here with a quick ad break. This episode was recorded before our sponsor, Metallic Dice Gaming, came along. And uh, I personally bought their gold and purple metal dice, their uh, metal and its gold plating on the edges and numbers with uh, purple enamel in the middle. And I love them. They've uh, got your traditional dice. They've got metal dice. And they even have these stone dice. And uh, I'm about to get me some of that. Them amethyst, test, test, test. <laughs> amethyst dice myself. Uh, go to MetallicDiceGames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off anything in the store. Uh, Alright, back to the episode. Alright, when we left off, Roscoe, you were finishing up in the cultist lair. There are, there are actually books and like papers and information in this building. Generally, it is not. It is frowned upon to like keep any sort of religious text for Ashku. But the thing is, is that you can see in these papers that some of these are communications, and they are in code, but they are clearly communicating with other enclaves. Yeah, keeping religious texts is one thing, but communication, but information that might help us track down other sects, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you collect those papers, and the other guards you're with just start setting fires. Absolutely. Uh, they're going to burn this building down. Absolutely. I will, you know, obviously we're going to set the burning down. Um, I'm not going to, I know you want to get on to the other adventure, but I do want to say, you know, those lizard Lizard guys did die fighting for us, though I would like to make a respectful visit. Yeah, to you know their village or whatever, and both apologize, you know, pay respects, let them know how they let them yeah. know they died. Well, the the guard Jeff, I can do. Uh, Jeff, the prismatic guard warrior, says, um, "You know, maybe we'll not bring the bodies back. I don't, I don't know what you know, lizard folk if they bury their dead or not, but." You know, in case. I agree. We will bring them back, and whatever customs they follow, they should have the chance to follow them. All right. Yeah, the the lizard folk... I mean, it, it's really hard to read their expressions. Right. Because lizard folk expressions are even more alien to Roscoe than kobold or dragonborn. Right. And the only question that Roscoe has asked is, did they succeed? And Roscoe says, yes. And then they nod and they take the bodies. And we're going to skip ahead a day or two for Roscoe okay. anyway. And okay. you're having coffee with a Nanum Smooth Scale again. And Nanum says, you know, my friend, I was thinking about that school. If you did away with all the cult business, it's not a bad idea. It would get these children off the streets, give them skills to make something of themselves. Um, Roscoe sips his drink and goes, Sometimes, I won't, sometimes I won't, the best way to open a door is to be given an opportunity that's a key. 
And Roscoe, you, Woden has been staying in your home for the past couple of days. You're, you were ready to just be like, hey, here's 20 gold, get the fuck out. Right. But Flint and Margo were kind of like, come on, he's a kid, he's had some trauma, give him a couple days. Right. Also, Kieran needs a brother. <laughs> yeah. And Nanum goes, that boy... Woden. He is a very clever child. He will need guidance to keep him from falling into such similar situations. Roscoe nods and goes, Indeed he will. I'm glad you've decided to take him in then. I must be going, my friend. It has been wonderful to catch up with you. And he uh, gets up and walks away. And I'm sure Roscoe's sitting there thinking, Motherfucker, I thought you were about to say you were going to take this child. Yeah, I was going to leave it open-ended and see which direction it went. <laughs> but Roscoe just, sips his, Roscoe just sips his tea and goes, Well, it could be worse. It could be an owlbear. And About that. <laughs> oh, he knows. He knows yeah. by now. <laughs> so, uh, Flint, finally, finally, you make it home. And you see yes. your door... And you see the broken window. And you see... Like, you you were gone pretty much all night. It's like six hours to get from one end of the city to the other. Oh, God. And you see the broken window, and you come inside, and you see some... Like, a bunch of furniture's wrecked, and you see that... Amir is like trying to be nursemaid to Sergeant Wen, and you don't know how she got hurt. And Amir's not doing it great. He's like the size of a fucking pony. And he's uh, got those big uh, old claw hands. And you've and got Rovarth a, is just, Yeah, and Rovarth is just kind of trying to help Amir. And Rovarth, you look, and Flint is exhausted, and he's sweaty, and he's dirty, and he's got a six-year-old on one hand, and in the other arm he's holding what is clearly a baby owl bear. I'm just gonna <laughs> shake my head, and I'm just gonna go, we'll deal with this in the morning. So Flint is how, what's oh, it, the state of the kitchen, please? Real quick. Real quick. What's the state of the kitchen? I think we wrecked the dining the, the living room, not yes, the kitchen. The living room and dining room. The kitchen okay. the kitchen's a little bit of Flint a mess goes. because Hilda was gonna try and make Sergeant Wen some food, and Hilda does not know how to cook. Flint goes. Okay. Amir? Amir knows where the bathroom is, right? Yes. Amir? This is Kieran. I kinda pat Kieran on the head. Take him to the washroom. And help him wash up. Or, like, just tell him where, where everything is, if you can. Kieran I am is, going to go make food. Kieran is absolutely enamored. Like, this is some crazy fucking shit this six-year-old just walked in on. And they, Kieran is more than happy to follow Amir into the bathroom to get cleaned up. To get a bath. Aww. Okay. Aww, I meant it. Going to walk in the kitchen, wash his hands, kind of like gently take the pot from the the pan and stuff from Hilda. Goes okay. We're gonna make some. We're gonna make like some. Uh, I'm just gonna make like, you like then breakfast food. Hear a crash because you set the owlbear down, and the owlbear has opened the pantry and and tore one of the shelves down trying to get to the food on it, and is just oh. eating the food on the floor. Oh god, I forgot about that. Flint. <laughs> okay. Can you do you just deal with that? <laughs> yeah, Roarth, you run into the kitchen and you just see this huge mess and the owl bear chub is just eating the stuff on the floor and you're like, No, I'm gonna go sit down on the couch with my girlfriend and we're gonna read books and drink brandy. And that's what we're gonna do. All this shit is your problem now. I was going to ask Flint to heal me, and then I see this stuff, and I'm just like, nope, never mind. I'll heal you in the morning. Kind of go as he says, because I, I kind of figured he was going to go do that. Well, the thing is, is that so it I'm is morning. That's chub. sort of the point. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get the chub, 
kind of like. And it's just like. I will give it some ham. Yeah. To like in a bowl on the floor, eat that with some fresh water. And like, I will give it some of the food, but first, but after that, I'm going to get Hilda and we're going to make, um, we're just going to make breakfast food. Yeah. You, uh, for everyone, you, you <laughs> teach, you, you teach Hilda how to make some pancakes and eggs and stuff. And like, you know, here's how you do it. And you do that little trick where you've got the pancake and you like slide the, the pan so that it sloops up and flips that way. And Hilda tries it, and it just lands on the floor with a splat, and your chub walks over and starts eating it, and Hilda's like, oh, well, that's convenient. It's okay, you tried. We'll try again. Because I made a lot of food. Like, I can't, I, I can't get on Flint, like, uh, because of the group he was before. He has a super hard time cooking for just, like, a few people, so whatever he makes, it's enough to feed an army. <laughs> Which works. So after that, like, and he also has some bacon in the oven, so that's cooking. He'll take that out after it starts smelling smelling real good in the house. Yep. And Flint, it's like maybe an hour when this kid, this like eight year old, nine year old half elf or elven boy, knocks on the door. You know, and you answer the door, or actually, Rovarth, you answer the door, and you see this child. And he goes, "Oh, great! Not another one." Um, like Rovar, Mister Mister Suitfoot told me to come here. Oh, just come in, Rovar. I'm mean. And it's all kinds of chaos. And Whedon's like, "I don't, I don't know if this is safer." I, I look. I pop out of the kitchen. Go, hey kid, we are making pancakes. You want some? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Cool. Wash your hands. Wash, Wash your hands and get in here. Do what now? And then, you know, uh, Kieran goes, oh, oh, it's this way. They have hot water. And he's like, they have what now? Aw, I love this so much. And now and then, it is time will, for Margo. Yes. Over the course <laughs> over of what? the course of the night. I will describe or what the has day. happened to this house. Or the day I will describe the haunted doll incident and the urn that houses the ghost of... Uh, hold on, I have it here. The ghost of Victoria Thalman the Brave. Yeah, Wayden and... is definitely like, I don't know if this is safer. And Kieran is like, this is the dopest shit I have ever heard my whole fucking life. And now we're going to get back to Margot because her story is not yet done. I'm excited. Margot, you guys rest in the wagon and you tell Rawl, this motherfucker killed like four people. Um, Yeah. And Rawl's like, all right, well, shit, we're going to have to be way more careful about this. And it, but he goes, all right, we're going to go to this town called Zario. It's on the coast. And that's where we're delivering this guy. And Elric goes, uh, delivering me to who particularly? Like, that's a real important question here. I still don't really know who you guys are. What's the name of the place that we're delivering him to? Zario. Like Mario, but with a Z. All right. Awesome. Zario. It's a me, Zario. Get inside me. No. I mean, I Stormclaw is not going to tell Elric who he is. Is Margo? Yes. Okay. She'll just say I'm Margo. He goes, uh, and uh, who in particulars are you delivering me to? And Rawl goes, that ain't none of your business, pal. We're getting paid to get you out of prison. That should be all the information you need. He goes, well, I mean... I know you couldn't guess this, because I'm a real uh, personable fella, but I've I've made some enemies over the years. That isn't our problem. Oh, dear. It takes the better part of a day to get to Zario. Tyrion is very tired uh, by the time you get there, but the rest of you were able to rest in the wagon, taking turns to watch to make sure Elric didn't, like, hop out. And 
you guys get to the docks and there's a uh, half-orc woman dressed in this clothing that's that's not too dissimilar from Stormclaw, like as far as it's clearly for ease of movement. And she says, uh, are you Rawl? Yeah. You Zed? Yes. And I see that you have Elric. Here is your payment. And Rawl goes, yeah, about that. Uh, your man here, and he points at uh, Stormclaw, killed some guards. That means the price goes up. You know, he put us into a lot of danger. And she goes, that is more than anything else. Not my problem. You either take your money and leave the dwarf, or I take the dwarf and the money. Excuse me? Uh, Zed doesn't even look at you. Ooh, that would make Margo hot. <laughs> is Margo about to start I a fight? I want her to start a fight, but at the same time, I feel like she's just going to be like, look, I know you can see me. Look my direction. Yeah. Yeah. This is a mistake. Stormclaw's Stormclaw's gonna be fighting. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. You're not a doctor. Yeah. We'll see. No. <laughs> Alright. She looks at you and says Well, actually, she just looks at you and then she looks back at Rawl and says, These are the terms. Let's see, actually. Let's see what she does to Rawl. Uh, Rawl, like, she gives Rawl this look, and Rawl goes, uh, you know what? Those seem like pretty good terms to me. The job got more dangerous because your person didn't follow, so you need to pay more money. And Zed, again, without looking at you, says to Rawl, control your pet. I am not a pet. Is, you don't get your pen if you don't pay us more. Very well. Roll initiative. All right, this bitch. I can't. Oh, shit, I gotta roll for Rawl. Oh, shit. 11 for Margo. Uh, Zed got a 15 and Stormclaw got a 21. Oh, shit, I forgot to select his token. All right, that's fine. Now... Rawl got a 17. And Tyrion is not going to participate. Tyrion wants to see how things go. And Stormclaw, with his initiative, says, uh, This is a shame. And he moves right here. And he spends one of his key points to use Flurry of Blows. He makes his first two attacks against Margo. Oof. Does a 23 hit? Yes. That is 10 damage. Ah. What about a 15? 15 does not hit. Alright, yeah, he he punches you with one and you feel that burn from the fire around his hands, but he goes to swing a kick at you and you kind of use your noodle body to lean back. <laughs> and I'm against Rawl, an 11 does not hit? I don't remember what his shit is. No, an 11 does hit. Oh, oh, bad. That's bad. This is, this is bad. How, does, how about the second roll? How's that? Okay, the second roll misses. He punches Rawl right in the side of the head, and it hurts real fucking bad. I'm talking like one hit point left bad. <sighs> he needs to run away. Uh, And, but... He stumbles back and throws Stormclaw off the second one. And yeah, Rawl goes, oh, fuck this. And he grabs the bag of gold and disengages. This is fine. And because he's not in the initiative, or because she's not in the initiative tier, just kind of goes, yeah, fuck this. And runs away as well. I'm in truck. And now it is Zed's turn. And Zed is going to throw a dart at you. Does a 17 hit? Yes. 
That is four piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Four? No, baby, no. You're unconscious. <laughs> the dart had what poison on it. Poison, mm. baby. And uh, when you come to, you're in the back of the wagon. Rawl is, based on the smell, passed out drunk. <laughs> and Tyrion is just walking up the road. Uh, you don't really know which road you're on, but you're not in Zario anymore. That's fine. Margo's really pissed. Somebody <laughs> called her a pet. That... But that was, yeah, she needed to get the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah, between the two of them, she was going to die. No, yeah, immediately when that when everybody else ran off, I was like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, uh, Stormclaw is a level 9 monk, and Zed is a level 6 monk. Monks are not really to be messed with, so she shouldn't have done that. Uh, but, yeah. So they they tell you that they uh they took Elric and uh yeah you you get your your cut uh which I believe was 300 gold. Awesome. Yeah. So All right. So Margo, you you make it home and you're probably a little sour. But when you get home, what you see, you know, the, the house is getting patched up pretty well. But you see there is a new six-year-old human, an elven nine-year-old, and a baby owlbear. Margo's literally just going to run over to the owlbear. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cute! And the six-year-old sees you and is just like... And runs over and is like, my name's Kieran. Hi, Kieran. I'm Margo. What's this owlbear's name? Well, Flint. Name is Steven. Hi, Steven. She just starts petting him. <laughs> Clearly too big for her to pick up. Oh, yeah. No, it's it is easily as big as her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's about the same size as Kieran. And Karen's a little bit bigger than you are. Aw, that's really cute. Margo's then gonna be like, so uh what kind of party were you guys throwing here? While I was gone. Doll. I I'm coming I missed it. I bought a doll. It was okay. haunted. It attacked a mirror. I tried to destroy it. It fled, so I chased it. And uh we have a new home guardian, apparently. That pot you bought, that urn you bought, with the ashes of the dwarven veteran? Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say that Lady Victoria Thalman the Brave still resides within, in more ways than one. I assume that's a good thing. Your pot's haunted. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's uh... Loads of hand crossbow. Pot's haunted. That's cool, that's cool. Where's the mirror? And is he okay? Oh yeah, no, I, I, I made sure that they were fine, and she also helped with that as well. And actually, the contractors, they, they were like, yeah, well, no, we can finish everything off. But Amir seemed really happy with this whole like cave that he has now. Aww. Um, and there's a set of stairs right on the other side of the fireplace that leads down. Is that his little area now? Yeah, that's his, his room. room. Um, and it's actually almost the entirety of the un like of under the house, but you know, you guys kind of felt like that. And obviously, Hilda's like, "Why? What? Why? Why does he get such a big room? Size of a pony." I mean, I guess it kind of fit. Whatever, and she just storms off to her room. I mean, she gets her own room. I don't know what she's complaining about. Yeah, that is a good question. Are Kieran and Whedon going to share a room? I mean, they might be used to that. Like, wasn't the rooms they were in before, like, well, they didn't, kids per room? They didn't have rooms. 
Well, so we're sure now. Now. <laughs> yeah, sure now. Yeah, now should be fine. All right. I mean, Margot and Flint share a room. Oh, that's right. Oh, then you have a spare room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys uh, finished up this adventure, and you haven't spent any of that gold dough that you got previously uh, in your Nem Galore adventure. Did you guys want to, um, you know, like, hey, Flint, do you want some, like, I don't know, magic armor? Um, yes. So the thing about Soul is that it is incredibly easy to find anything you need. Uh, it is a huge city. There's a ton of trade and movement through it. They're the fucking wizards. One of the greatest wizard colleges in the entire world is there. So finding the item may or may not be all that difficult, depending on its rarity. But once you find it, it does come down to what you're willing to pay for it. So uh, in the first of our shopping montages, we're going to start with Rovarth. Okay. Well, I have a few things selected that I've been going through. I'm going to look for just a general adventurer supplier first. Okay. Because um, there are some basic provisions that we need. And uh, I'm going to pick up, at the very least, a healer's kit and some and two vials of antitoxin. Okay. Uh, um, you can I'm, find those easy. And I'm, I'm basically looking through now to see what else I'm forgetting on my spree of shopping that needs to be done uh well for now let's focus on uh magic items because the mundane items are you know spend that on They're your whatever. own time yeah it you i i want you to spend gold on them to like track them and stuff but you know that that you you will have absolutely zero trouble finding those well, in that case, first things first is a bag of holding. All right. You will definitely find a bag of holding. So mm -hmm. what I want you to do is make a persuasion check to see what they're willing to uh, sell it to you for. Okay. I rolled persuasion. I rolled an eight. Okay. They're willing to sell it to you for 500 gold pieces. I will take. They are surprised. They were expecting some haggling. Uh, <laughs> I like. I, I wrote this. Yeah, this halfling's like, oh, uh, okay then. Uh, I suppose that's all we needed to do. I, I, I don't have time for this. Is there anything else you would like to do? Yeah. Do you have any magic weapons? Oh boy, I sure do. What were you looking for? Uh, I was looking for like a plus two or a plus three or, you know, anything with any kind of like special properties aside from just basic. Oh, well, uh, um, damage enhancement. I don't know why I'm doing this voice all of a sudden, but this is what this merchant sounds like. Oh, and I would prefer it if it was some sort of spear. Oh, well, that does limit things. I was going to say I have this dagger coated in magic venom. Um, I will save that for a friend of mine. <laughs> Who may or may not be here. Okay. I'll just trust you on that one. I'm not all that bright. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what the fuck? I was, specifically, I was interested in a, in, in, in martial weapons. Oh, okay. Uh, that can be wielded with one hand. Yeah, he goes, um, oh, well, uh, I, I have this big ol' axe here Ooh, what does it do well let me uh zoom in on this page so it'll tell <laughs> me <laughs> well it's a battle axe and it's a giant slayer Ooh, it hurts uh anything called the giant real bad that uh, seems it interesting. does 2d6 extra damage to anything of the giant type and the creature must succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or fall prone. Well, that's neat. Um, 
Let's see. I got some other stuff. Hold on. Let me dig around. I got stuff. Don't you don't you worry. This is this is my also, voice forever. Uh, All of the merchants in the city sound like this. I'm also Please looking no. Eli to see. Because um, I'm assuming he has most normal things. Yeah. Um, he goes, well, I have this. And he just puts a, you know uh, a sword and a scabbard on the table. A long sword and a uh-huh. scabbard. And he goes, well, you see here. And he slides it open and there's no blade. He goes, and then he taps on it. And you hear the ring. He goes, it's invisible. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. Do you have any dragon slayers? Oh, let me check. I'm going to have to talk like this a whole bunch in order to find it. Because I just realized that me and my uh, group of adventurers... I can sense sense someone in your party just hates this voice so much. (laughs) Gee, I wonder who it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because we've been encountering all kinds of these strange dragon-type creatures that I believe this weapon will be very good at fighting. He goes, uh, yeah, I have this right here. Um, and it's it's a katana. I mean, it's a functionally it's a long sword. Um, but he goes, uh, I, yeah, I, I got this job right here. This jobber. How much do you want for it? Uh, let's see. You know what? Just for you, two thousand gold. Holy shit! Uh, I like no, the I'm cut of your jib. Down. Also, <laughs> make sure you don't touch it. You are a dragon. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Might lose a finger. I have, yeah, I have I have good weapon discipline. Don't worry about it. Alright. I'm going to attempt to haggle with him, and I rolled a 15. Okay. He goes, uh, uh, well, you know, you are, uh, you are real handsome. I guess we could, uh, you know, work something out. What? I'm, I'm flattered by the offer, but unfortunately I... I do have a, uh, a significant other at this Oh, point. yeah, no, I, I was kidding. No, that's, that's fine. I just, you know, yeah, no, it was a joke. Definitely a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's say 1,500. Gonna make my math real annoying, but sure. <laughs> All right, here you go. You did that to yourself, man. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hey, my math was already annoying. Uh, so how much is... The platinum worth one platinum, ten gold. Okay, so a hundred platinum is a hundred gold. So I will spend my a thousand gold and fifty platinum. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, thank God! That was so. Yeah, you got a dope ass sword, motherfucker. Things are happening. Things bad things are happening. I'm gonna move on to somebody else while I add these into my sheet, please. <laughs> How about Flint? Flint would like some magic armor and potentially a bag of holding because those seem useful. Actually, we have one of those, don't we? Well, you have two, technically, but you also have a ton of fucking money. Yeah, Margo has one and now Rovarth has one. He just bought one. Oh, neat. Okay, um, actually, is there anything other than, like, you know, a bag of holding then? Besides, like, Like, no, magic armor? Like a weapon or like Dude, a magic item? Dude, there is tons of shit. Like I, I, uh, let's start with the magic armor. Uh, make a uh, persuasion check. Oh, hold on. Let me get out of like advantage. Yeah, that would help. Because you definitely don't have advantage. Ah, oh, balls. That's five. <laughs> you walk into this store in Gloomtown, and uh, there is a ram folk. Behind the counter, and he goes, "Where on Jimmy's magic store? We're gonna get you." Do you have magic armor? Okay, out of character. I really hate that voice. I'll make it a little bit easier because uh, I got magic armor. Can I have something that will make me that'll make just make it harder for me to? That's you know. Scale, what you looking for? Uh, Jesus, hold on. Christ. 
I can't understand what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) That's part of your five. This is ten times worse. What? I am literally running through the most annoying voices I can think of. So the first one you did was a lot easier to understand than the second one. Just saying. I am all you have to do, like I am saying the words. It's yeah, word, yeah. mumble, word, mumble. He said, What you looking for? Plate? Ladder? Scale? What you looking for? Okay, so I looked at Flint's proficiencies, and he's proficient in light armor, so like do you have like studded leather or something that's enchanted or something? I don't know. He's looking for you know, if we were playing some sort of game and it was like a mechanical bonus, you're looking for a plus one or a plus two, which what you looking for? How sharp you want it. <laughs> plus two? What? Yes. Now, man, see there. It's a plus two. That'll be um, real quick. 10,000 gold. I'm going to leave. <laughs> No. I'm going to go somewhere else. Very expensive, man. (laughs) Plus two armor is very expensive. Okay, so I'm not going to leave then. Can I? I, I'm going to be like, what's the price in the plus one then? Uh, That's only three. That's only three thousand. Three thousand. One, two, three thousand. Are you doing some math or what? Give me a moment. My skull's hurting. <laughs> can I can, can I try to like haggle him down? One hundred percent, you can try and haggle him down. Yeah, magic armor's expensive as shit. Oh Jesus, fuck! I can't. <sighs> that was Nate. I suck at this. He goes. This is not my skill proficiency. He looks at you and he just goes, "You know, not everybody can be as eloquent as me, so you may need some armor." And, and nobody understand what you're saying. Oh my god. I'll give it to you for two thousand. One, two thousand. I can do that. I give him the money. Okay. There you go. You have fun times. Um, <laughs> Thank you, sir. So, Abby, with this uh, stuff, if you crack open the compendium and search for leather armor, you can just drag the plus one leather armor to your sheet and it'll automatically do the stuff. Okay. Okay. And uh, were you looking for anything else? And you you can try and find a better shop with a more uh, understanding owner if you want. Okay, so... I'm going to do that because I want to try to find something else. I can't think of anything right now. Go. Well, did you want a magic weapon? Did you want a bag of holding? I kind of want a magic weapon to stab things. So is that a no or a yes? I'm going to assume I would like a yes. A magic we- yes, right. I would like a magic weapon. In that case, you make a... Well, if you're leaving the, that store, you need to make another persuasion. 22! Holy shit! Okay. You walk into the store with your fancy new leather armor on, and there is a uh, uh, elf behind the counter, and they say, uh, Good day, monsieur. What can I do for you? With this horrible French accent. That is a horrible French accent, man. It's funny because I can do a good French accent, and for some reason I went with this one. Actually, no, this is great because, like, you know, for all we know, I could this guy could be faking his accent. He's just doing it because he thinks it makes him sound fancy. Yep. So, what are you? Are you just asking for a magic weapon? I assume. Yes. All right. Uh, he he goes. Uh, ah, do you prefer daggers, spears, grass swords, battle axes? I would like a dagger, please. Ah, I have this. And he pulls out a uh, a crease, which is uh, a double-edged dagger, but it has a that uh, winding blade to it that uh, swirl back and forth. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And he says, uh, this is the dagger of venom. 
It is uh, more effective at hitting and hearting, but also you can coat it, you can uh, uh, take a moment to coat it in a thick black poison, magical poison. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were waiting for more weapons. Oh, uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, one moment, I have to continue flipping through this uh, PDF. <laughs> he uh, pulls out a uh, very nice throwing axe and he says uh, this is an axe of returning you throw it and it comes back to you that actually sounds cool how much would that cost though uh, it is 4,000 gold pieces. Ah. I do not like that number. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't have an, I don't have that money anymore. Jesus. Okay. Need to walk away. Uh, okay, I mean, you you can always haggle. Okay, I'm going to try you, to haggle. You don't have to. Fuck. I'm just saying it's always an option. Okay. You're, you're looking the thing over and you're like, because you are... An enchanter. And you're like, ah, I don't know. See, honestly, the quality on this, you see this rune barely carved in there. I'm going to have to carve that in even further myself just to make sure this enhancement stays. And you're just like, good in all this technical stuff. And you go, 1,000. And the elf is like, I, okay. So he'll sell it to you for 1,000. Yeah, that'll work. So yeah, you have a throwing axe that as a when you throw it as a bonus action you can summon it back to your hand. Nice. Also, I'm trying to search that up on the compendium. So It's I don't not. To... Just get a throwing axe. Okay, and then I can do that. In the notes of the throwing axe just put that you can spend a bonus action to summon it back. Was there anything else you wanted to buy, or were you out of money? I need to stop now, because, yeah, I don't have any more money. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, here's something you can get for just 50 gold pieces. The Expanded Spellbook. So it is a... It, your regular spellbook only has, like, 100 pages. And each level of a spell takes up one page. So a level four spell takes up four pages. Give it. Give me. The expanded spellbook is enchanted. It has 1,000 pages, even though it is the same weight and dimensions of a standard spellbook. Nice. And again, you're not going to find that in the compendium because that's from uh, this setting. And Jerry, the only thing I can think of that Roscoe would spend money on is, uh, or spend some serious money on, is something to make him harder to hit. Harder to hit? I was also thinking getting some goggles of night so I can see better in the dark. Sure. Uh, let me find those real quick. All right. Uh, make a persuasion check for me. All right. Which, now that I've increased my charisma, has gone up to a seven. Ooh, nice. 22. Ooh, nice. All right, yeah, you uh, you come to this store, and a uh, woman behind the counter, a uh, uh, a gnomish woman, she says, uh, Hello, what can I do for you? Good day, I am looking for some goggles of the night. Ah, yes, of course, I have those. What would you be looking for them? That'll be 200 gold pieces. Okay, I'm actually going to pay that one, because I'm going to save the hat, the protection. <laughs> All right. So you you ex I assume you explained to her that uh you don't really wear armor. You're looking for something else that can grant you some protection. Correct. I'm not looking for armor per se, but I am looking for something that can grant some better protection for when I'm out adventure. Yeah, she um goes, "Oh, well, I have many items. Uh, of course, there's the traditional bracers of armor and Amulets of protection, cloaks of protection. And then I have these. 
and she pulls out these bracers that appear to be made out of gold dragon hide. And she says, these dragon hide bracers not only make you harder to hit by shielding you in a protective film of magic, they also cause fire to do less, to harm you less. Uh, Mechanically, these bracers give you a plus two to AC and fire resistance. Okay. So, plus, so that would give me extra two to AC and fire resistance. Um, So how much would you be looking for those? Well, these are rare. I would have to consult this weird range in the Dungeon Master's Guide, but I would say at least 4,000 gold pieces. Before I haggle, how much is 10, is 10 gold for platinum, right? Yep. One platinum, 10 gold. I'm going to try to haggle to 3,000. All right. And that's a and that's a natural 20 for 27. Um Roscoe, you pour on the charm. And you end up talking this lady down to 2500. All the gold and all the platinum I have. <laughs> <laughs> and then because the two of you are having such a delightful conversation, you also end up convincing her to go to dinner with you that night. Bonus. Um, All right, so they were. So what were they called? Gold bracers. They are called gold dragon hide bracers. Oh yeah, I was just looking at those. As long as you are not wearing armor and not using a shield, you gain a plus two bonus to your armor class. Which for Roscoe, I think, puts him at a seventeen. 18. Which means that Roscoe is as hard to hit as someone wearing plate mail armor. And I think you have resistance to fire. Yes. I apologize. So it's gold plate dragon bracers? Gold dragon hide bracers. Gold dragon hide bracers. And Ashley, I'll be straight with you. Margo don't need no more fucking magic items. Um. Okay. <laughs> Uh, although, actually, if you wanted, like, some armor or something, totally go for it. Not gonna stop you. Good plan. Well, I was thinking about getting armor, obviously armor that she can move in, and if there was any, like, cool jewelry that had some magic abilities that could help, then cool. If not, then just keep it with what she's got. She should buy some sneakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Some like sneakers. Or... Okay, so here are two things. For about 25 gold pieces, you can get a skeleton key. I already which is, have one. You already have a skeleton key? Hang on, I think I do. I mean, if you do, then you should have been opening shit left and right. A... Never mind, it's just a thing that's listed, but I don't actually have it. So I definitely wait, want wait, a wait, 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 wait. What does it's a thing that listed mean? Well, it's like, is it on your character like, sheet? Yeah. Then you have it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have a skeleton key. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't know that. Do that. <laughs> a skeleton key gives you advantage whenever you use thieves' tools to pick a lock. Oh, okay. Well, that's a thing I've had. I think the whole time. So that's good to know. Argo's been half-assing the entire heist. I am so upset right now. Three, three. Actually, no. Fuck. That's like seven hours of Argo. Uh, Oh boy. So, uh, sneakers are shoes. They look like regular shoes, but they grant you advantage on any stealth roll relying on being silent. I want. And when dealt damage from an attack, you may use your reaction to disengage. Without getting hit? No, disengage means you get to move away without getting hit. You've already been hit. You take that damage. No, I was talking about the... Never mind. The um, disengage portion. So. But I need you to make a persuasion check. 
Let's see uh, what kind of weird-voiced motherfucker you get. I got a fucking seven. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just... You get the same goat man I did. I just raised two. <laughs> you, um... You go into this shop, and, uh... There's a, a cat folk behind the counter, and they go, uh... Well, hi! How are you today? Um, fine. You seem real chipper, though. Yep, I'm all kinds of stuff. I mean, are you, uh, you want something? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) that sounds pretty good. What are you on? (laughs) I got all these mushrooms. Hey, you want this leather armor? It's protective. Yeah. Uh, how much are you charging for said armor? Well, I gotta consult with the pocket notebook. And he just stares off into the middle distance. And he goes, 2,000 gold. I'm gonna haggle him. Do it. Because that's, that's pretty high. God, why? A ten. You, uh, you're like, how about a thousand? He goes, oh, you know, you're right. It is a little high. Twenty two hundred. Can I try and haggle him again? Yes. Why? Another ten. All right. Twenty two. Twenty two. Around <laughs> a good prime number. You just raised it, man. Uh, that, that don't sound like me. I don't think you know what you sound like. No, I can't hear. I'm deaf. How are you? How? I don't. <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> I'm going to try one more time. And that's going to be for this haggling. 14. 2,000 GPs. This is going to be the least favorite episode because of these fucking voices I'm doing, and I'm here for it. I think that people are going to like it. Anyways, (laughs) I will go with this fucking 2000. You know what? Before I go saying yes to this, how much Before you say yes to the dress? Yes, before I say yes to the dress, I need to know about them boots and how much they're going to cost, because that's something I really want. Oh, you ask about sneakers? Yes. He goes, yeah, I got a pair of them. I got some on my feet. Do you have some new ones? Oh, yeah. They're 200 gold. Bro, why are you charging so much? Get get, get you some Air Jordans. (laughs) I mean, I better be able to jump to the fucking moon. 23. These would be elf Jordans. <laughs> he he says, uh, I don't know what to tell you. The, the the range of money value for these between uncommon is between 101 and 500 GP, but you rolled really high on your, your persuasion there, so I'll I'm say kidding. 100. Alright, bitch, I'm going to take those. Okay. So... Now, how about that that armor? What did you say? 2,000 GP and a granola bar. You're going to give me... No, you're saying I have to give you a granola bar? <laughs> Bitch, you need to give me some of them shrooms. How much are those shrooms? Seriously. The market value of the shrooms is one gold piece per ounce. All right. I want... That's the voice he says that in. <laughs> So how how many ounces did you take to get this fucked up? I never stopped. You never stopped. I'm 27. Started taking them when I was three. My parents were irresponsible. Well, man, I want... How much was it per ounce? One GPs. We have finally reached our filler episode. (laughs) It... I, for our listeners, it is fucking 1130 at night. 
I am super tired and I'm having so much fucking fun. What are you giving him? I'm gonna get five. Actually, I'm gonna actually let me haggle him for these because I want five ounces, but I don't want to spend a gold piece. I love I that you're pieces. like, fuck all these magic items. Give me that drugs. <laughs> he goes, oh, you know what? I like you, little rabbit halfling. I'm gonna give you five ounces for four gold. All right, my friend. I will take that. So I've spent 104 gold with him for the shoes and for that. But I do want to go back to that armor and see if 2,000 gold pieces and whatever the fantasy equivalent of Cheetos are. All right, my friend. I can't get any higher than that. So. Then only 2,000 gold pieces. Don't worry about the fantasy Cheetos. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and spend that. So with this dude, I have now spent 2,104 gold pieces. He goes, here's your armor and your shoes. And then, and he just vomits up a bag onto the uh, armor. He goes, and there's your mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) And he just starts pushing the stuff on the counter towards you. Until it falls off the counter. And then he goes, All right, bye. And he just slides out of view behind the counter. All right, man. I'm probably going to be back for some more. If those shrooms are good, I'm going to come back. Oh, you won't find your way back. I won't what? What? Find your way back. Oh. All right. I gotta go check the stock room. Alright, man, you go do that. I'm pretty sure you're going back there to do some more shrooms, but you do your thing. Oh, he says that, and he just, like, eyes glaze over, and he stares off into the middle distance. (laughs) You can have my axe, my bow, my shrooms. So. (laughs) What the fuck is this dude on, man? Shrooms! (laughs) How concerned should I be for Marco? Very. So, your leather armor, your leather armor is protective leather armor, which means it is plus one armor, but additionally, when you are targeted, when your armor class is targeted by an attack, so that includes spell attacks, ranged attacks, melee attacks, as long as your armor class is targeted, before the attack is resolved, so before you know what the number is before you know what the damage is. You can use your reaction to take the dodge action. Ooh. Where do I... That's where armor, do I write that, all this? In your character sheet. Um, so I, I wanted us to start the next arc, but that was so much fucking fun. And we're done. I'm not... I can't top that for the rest of this. We're, no. We gotta end on crazy <laughs> drug cat... <laughs> and in all fairness, it is also eleven, like eleven thirty at night. That is fair, but for right now, it's time for Abby to know. tell us about what kind of bullshit she's doing. Okay, first off, rude. <laughs> I'll imagine that was your way of saying, "Hey, start plugging your pluggables, jerks." Yeah. Okay, so I have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok. All are evenly underscore E. I will let you figure out which E's are capitalized. I post art. I scream about things. I'm probably in school, so there's going to be lots of screaming. YouTube channel, Aerosil Prime. I've spelled it out for you enough. You know where to find it. Go watch RPGs. All right, let's get through this. All right, deep breath. Okay, Twitter, Jarius underscore Jer. Pro wrestling, cute animals, costumes, and food. And I'm on Instagram, Jerry, Jerry, quite contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. Um, costumes, gardening, food, cute animals. It's all wonderful. No weird voices. Thank goodness. Bye. And I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram under Am Cosplay Clean. A lot of it's cosplay stuff. And that's all. I have abandoned I, I have abandoned any kind of give a shit about whether or not you find me at this point in recording. So do that or don't. Was this episode fun? Say yes. Goodbye. Sure. It was fun. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.